Welcome to Island Coast Radio. It's Christmas time. Christmas. <laughs> I'm Mike Taylor. I'm Diane Castell. And I'm the Grinch. And Erica is back with us. Erica, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Thank How you, you feeling? Much better, much better. You got over your stint of uh, stids? Yes. Stids? I mean, yeah. stids? <laughs> yeah, I heard that on last week's show. Thanks. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Erica, who is our guest tonight? Tonight we have Erica Booster Haney. And she is a psychic, isn't she? Yes, she is, among other things. Oh, we'll have to speak to her about psychical things. Yes, yeah, psychical. Yeah. Absolutely. And 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 she has a wonderful name too, Erica. Isn't that a great name? Yes, it it reminds me of pasta. <laughs> the grand pooba of pasta. Shh, I hate you guys. <laughs> Many people probably do not know what we were talking about. It was a commercial that ran on TV for a while. <laughs> so, is everyone all set for Christmas? No. Did you do all your shopping? Didn't even start. You, yeah, well, you know, Amazon's been coming to the house every day since, like, November. Well, at least somebody's having a good Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to have a good Christmas. Uh, I can't believe 2009 is over. Not just yet. About, we have well, some time. Just about. 2010, and then before you know it, the world's going to end. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to go wait. rob a bank. What the hell? Yeah, what have you got to lose? Spend the last two years of your life in jail. Yeah. Make, hey. friends, I'll make friends in there. Warm bed, three meals a day. Yep. I'll do card tricks and play dice and stuff yeah it'll be fun i won't have to go to work no they make you make <laughs> why is everybody looking at me like that <laughs> you have to make license plates and glasses okay why, why are we going to jail because no erica's going to jail oh, okay. she's robbing I'm, a yeah, bank. I'm gonna go to jail all right i was playing with the uh mixing board here and i she figures since the world's gonna end she might as well do something might as well rob a bank. Yeah, hey, exactly. we, we paid to go to jail last month when we went to eastern state penitentiary mm-hmm. and that That's was true. fun with my luck i'll probably wind up in a jail cell with someone like wilford brimley I think little Timmy here ought to start every morning with a bowl of hot oatmeal. Hey, that doesn't sound so bad. I know hot oatmeal. And Wilfred, Br- hey, I can think of worse people for you to be stuck in a jail cell with. Don't right. pick up. Yesterday, he had maple and brown sugar. Today, raisins and spice. Maybe tomorrow we'll have apples and cinnamon. Mm, I don't know. Does Wilfred Brimley live such an exciting life? I think apple and cinnamon is code for anal rape. <laughs> in prison. <laughs> It's Wilfred Brindley speak. Well, doesn't doesn't he have diabetes? Diabetes, yeah. Call Liberty Medical. They can help you live a better life. You better call them. <laughs> Too much oatmeal. Check your blood Too much sugar. Cinnamon. I thought oatmeal was good for you. Check your blood sugar. Check it often. <laughs> <laughs> call Liberty Medical. Ah. <laughs> uh, plug. Do we get money for plugging Liberty Medical? I don't think so. I don't think. Instant we- Quaker oatmeal. Oatmeal and diabetes medication. That's what we need. All right. Well, let's move to the college recordings. Once again, we did a presentation slash ghost hunt at a college that used to be a tuberculosis hospital. We had a lot of fun with the students, and they came up and shared the stories. But tonight, the two stories that are being shared are from our newest members of Island Ghost Investigations. So let's start off with Lisa. Okay, this isn't actually my story, it's my kid's story, but it happened last week. At my house, just my boys were home, they're 19 and 15, and they were in the upstairs playing video games, because that's what they do, and um, the dogs were all the way downstairs barking like crazy, and they heard a girl voice go, shut up, in the downstairs where the dogs were. Now, two out of the three dogs shut up, and they kind of held arms like this and went downstairs to investigate, and there was nobody there, so... 
That's my story. <laughs> but she didn't finish the story. Oh, yeah. Oh, she didn't finish it. So I was telling my daughter about it, and she said, oh, well, was it the little girl? And I said, whoa, what do you mean the little girl? She said, well, when I was little, and I used to go from my bedroom to the bathroom, and I had to go in the hall, I was always really scared unless the little girl was with me. Now she tells you. <laughs> so note to self, we're not going to Lisa's house. No, just kidding. We, we are going to Lisa's, Lisa's house. I'm just teasing. I'm still scared to this day to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night unless there's a little girl with me. <laughs> That's just That's wrong. <laughs> Yesterday, he had maple and brown sugar. <laughs> Today, raisins and spice. Wow. <laughs> Wilford's just plugging that oatmeal. Spicy raisins. All right. The last, the very last story in this series is Stephen. My story is basically when I was like about, I'd say about 12 years old, I lived in this house. Um, we moved into the house, we found a lot of like different things in it, like candles and crap. And we were like, what, well, why are these candles in here? And then um, my sister used to say that she saw um, like a Wolfman character and I didn't like kind of believe her. And then until one night, like back, like when I was younger, you know, I used to sleep with a doll, you know, whatever. So, uh, <laughs> um, anyway. What happened was I was like up and um, I wasn't up but I was up and all of a sudden I heard that song, you know, Tears with Tears from Heaven from uh, Eric Clapton and my fan was going and then there was like no there was no like sound except for like the song and I could hear like you know how they say sometimes with the fan it, it causes like um audio matrixing? Yeah. And uh, so all of a sudden you're like, you know, I opened my eyes and in my in my like doorway there's this white figure like I could see it clearly, and I tried to scream out. In fact, I tried to, like, grab my doll or whatever, but, but I couldn't. It, but it popped. Yeah, I couldn't, like, grab Sorry. anything. I was, like, uh, I was like immobilized, and, uh, like, I tried Nobody screaming out or whatever. And basically, like, it was just crazy. It, it lasted for, like, I'd say a good three minutes. And then I finally woke up, or I finally snapped out of it, and it was gone, and then that was it. And then you blew up the doll again. And then I blew up the doll. That's a very romantic story. He blew up the doll. Steve and his doll. Yeah. The doll that always looked surprised. Oh, yeah. The doll that looks like it's the right thing and Quaker makes sure he likes doing it. The doll that looks like it's going to say, oh, no, Mr. Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Sluggo. They're always so surprised to see you. (laughs) Steve-o. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Steve. Hey, did you guys see that new show on Animal Planet? Yes, The Haunted, I believe I it's, called. it's called. I think it's called The Haunted. Yeah, we, we actually watched some of it last week. They had a mini marathon on while we were up. Yes, I, I am enjoying it. Yes. It, was it produced by Is the that people a plug? that do The Haunting? You're criticizing Wilford for plugging oatmeal, but you can plug haunted shows. I'm not huh? plugging anything. <laughs> was that produced by the same people that do the haunting shows? Because I don't looks... think so, because it's on a totally different channel. Is I don't it? Know, it Instant like... Quaker oatmeal. <sighs> it seems like a similar opening. If you look at the way, oh really? It opens, yeah. Maybe it is. I think anytime you go to watch it, you should check your blood sugar. <laughs> check it often. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Ah, well, we thank all the students and everyone that came up that shared their stories. Now we're going to move on 
because it is the season. Tis the season. Yes. We played a little ditty last week, and now we're going to play... Oh, no. Another Christmas song? Yeah, why not? It's Christmas. Okay. And then we're going to come back with our guest... Erica Bucahaney. Yes. You're listening to Island Ghost Radio. Call Liberty Medical. I think you look to me here on a start. I really want to know the ball hot opening. I make sure he does the right thing and Quaker makes sure he likes doing it. American author, radio personality, public speaker, professional psychic medium, and energy healer. Erica Busahaney is known as the Oprah of the Paranormal. Since she began reading tarot and channeling professionally in 2004 in New Age stores, psychic festivals, and on TV, she has studied psychic development and mediumship through the Astrological Institute of Integrated Studies. Wow, that's a mouthful where John Edward received training in psychic development, tarot, and numerology from John Mares yes. and Sandy Anastasia. That name sounds familiar. I believe um, John Edward ma- mentions her in, in one of his books. Uh-huh. Right. Erica is now a professional psychic medium and can communicate with loved ones from the other side as a clairvoyant channel. Erica is currently touring as a paranormal speaker at night management events. She hosts Whispers from the Heart Radio on CBS Psychic Radio and Block Talk Radio to an international audience. Welcome, Erica. Hi, thank you. Hi, so glad to have you. Hi, Erica. Oh, it's my pleasure. So where are you, Erica? Down in Florida? Yeah, I'm in Pensacola, Florida. Oh, nice. 
So tell us how you got started. Um, uh, I got started probably young, just being very empathic and having a weird mom <laughs> that played with the Ouija board and all that good stuff. Uh, then later on, I found that I would have a lot of uh, probably what, what seemed like lucid dreams at the time, but they were kind of visions, I guess. And um, in college, I really started to play with them a little bit more and kind of elaborate on them um, and see how good they could be and then uh it wasn't until later on uh after my grandfather died I decided that I wanted to kind of be a full-time psychic medium right Right. well what do you recommend to people who have abilities like your own but and don't have them um you know under control what do do you recommend uh prayer meditation the first thing that I recommend is to release the fear uh, because we grew up in this society where we like to watch scary movies and, you know, The Honey in Connecticut and yeah. we like to watch The Exorcist and everything that is psychic we feel correlates with that same realm and it causes us to be fearful. So um, I would say release the fear and also pray. Um, There are different uh, things that you can utilize to protect yourself, but I think, you know, just prayer is the easiest and cheapest thing. Right. And, you know, salt and sage, I recommend that. And whatever kind of modality that makes you feel safe, whether it's a cross, a stone, a picture of a loved one, um, I recommend just having some kind of trigger object, so to say, that kind of puts you in a, a place of safety. Right. Now, Erica, do you go on paranormal investigations also? Yes, I do. I love to go on them. Awesome. Do you ever get, <laughs> do you ever get afraid? Well, yeah, I'm a big chicken, um, <laughs> and sometimes I do get uh, that overall fear of something. Um, sometimes I will I will interact with people that try to show me things that are very scary. Um, just recently, we had an investigation at a local store here, and I was uh, there was a guy that I'd never met, and he had an attachment, and the attachment showed me something similar to. Uh, this guy carving his arm up with all this weird, I don't know if there were symbols. It was just, it was gross looking. And I was like, oh my gosh, no. And I've had things like that. That is probably scary for me, but it it doesn't make me stop doing what I'm doing. But yeah, I've seen some scary stuff. Now, was it a fellow investigator who had the attachment? Uh, no, it was just the person who had come in, and he wanted to investigate with us, oh. um, and it was his first time, but he was he was experiencing a lot of negative things in the house that he was living in because um, he had a long history of playing with the Ouija board, and I think he was in primarily just to kind of see if we could help him with the stuff that was going on in his house. But he came at the investigation, but during the time that I was there, I was able to pick up on the energy, and that's when he explained what was going on, and so we tried our best to help him. Right. Good. Do you believe um, spirits stick around because they have unfinished business or they just get stuck? Why do you believe uh, certain people don't move on when they die? Well, I think it's a a combination of many reasons. A lot of times, clients that I deal with, 
Um, a lot of times I find that their loved ones stick around because it is unfinished business. They usually want to make the loved one understand that they're okay, they're not in pain anymore, they're not suffering. Um, I've dealt with suicides a lot, unfortunately, just saw somebody walk next to me. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Um, as I say, suicide, that's great. Um, but, yeah, and a lot of times they were afraid. Um, they were afraid to go into the light because we've been told so many times that, you know, there is damnation beyond that, that pathway. So I think it's a combination of many things. And some people don't even know they're dead. Um, I've had that situation happen also. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, how would somebody know if or would they know if they had an attachment? Well, yeah, I think I was always taught in psychic development to know how your body is, to know how Erica feels. And a lot of times if you find that you're different, um, if you're tired, if you're drained all the time, if you've had irrational thoughts, changes in your mood and behavior, um, if they're really psychic vamps, I just find that they drain you all the time. That right. sounds like me, too. Your energy is like totally zapped. <laughs> what about anxiety? Yeah, and the anxiety and, you know, if you start having some weird dreams, um, you know, you start being suicidal or having weird kind of uh, ideas, um, feel like your thought process is not your thought process. I think at times you have attachments and you may see scary things in the house. That's what he was seeing. He was seeing a lot of shadow figures. He's having a lot of nightmares. Um, he thought he was going crazy, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, wow. So do you agree that um, there are certain people that are haunted? Or do you think it's just like what you're saying right now, like it's an attachment? I honestly think certain people are haunted. Um, I think mediums are always haunted because they know that we can hear and we can listen and we're open to listening and hearing. So we're always going to have energy around us or spirits around us. So I think a medium can move any place and always have spirit activity. Um, but I do feel, too, that some people um, do have attachments and it could be as simple as, you know, you go into a, a, a cemetery and asking for a sign or asking for something, and that's taken way out of context. Right. It could, you know, mean, hey, come home with me, you know. So I think we have to be careful for what we ask for and make sure we protect ourselves when we investigate. And I sometimes find that it's just fun to paranormal investigate, but we don't protect ourselves. Now, if somebody says, come home with me, or has said that in the past, and now they're haunted, there are, there are measures that, that they can take to get rid of whatever it is that's hanging around them? Yeah, well, you know, I think because the paranormal is like the new it thing, it's like the new uh, coach bag, um, I think that everybody wants to have a ghost. You know, everybody wants to have that paranormal experience. And I've met people that are like, you know, we've got we've got something evil in our house, but that's okay. You know? yeah. <laughs> or we've got a ghost and, you know, it's mine, you know, exactly. and they feel that. Yeah, because they think it's cool to have something. <laughs> yeah, like they think it's cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there are steps to get rid of um, energies or you can li coexist with them. But I think that sometimes people like having it. it they identify with it and, and they sometimes ask, you know, leave my house, but they really don't mean it, so right. they don't really leave. Right. 
so yeah, there are procedures, and if they're really, really bad cases, I usually just refer them to John's office because right. you know I trust his authority and ability and to help. Right. Now, have you had clients come to you and say, "I'm convinced my dead uncle or my grandmother, someone is following me and they're with me because I was very close to them." And you give them a reading, and you're not picking anything up from them. Uh, how do you usually handle something like that? Well, what I say is that we don't have, for me as a psychic medium, I don't have like the telephone to the dead like Christopher Moon does. Right. <laughs> I can't say, "Ooh, I want to talk to my granddad," you know, or I want to talk to, uh, you know, Marilyn Monroe. Um, so what I tell people when they come to me and they have, like, they say, "Well, you know, I, I know that my mom is around me." I confirm that. I say, "Yeah, you know, when spirits work like this, just the thought of them." brings to me a connection to them doesn't mean they have to be right next to you but because we're of spirit and they are of spirit they're still connected to us in love so just simply thinking about them means they are thinking of you and they're around you technically but it doesn't mean that they're like trapped here on earth just walking around just to make you happy (laughs) and when I don't see them, like, for instance, if a, a woman, I had a woman that came in and her husband had unfortunately committed suicide and he would never come during any of my, uh, you know, during any of the galleries that I had with her there, he would never come through. And she was frustrated. She said, why won't he talk to me? And I said, well, maybe he has nothing that he needs to tell you because he told you everything he needed to tell you in life and that he loves you. And, you know, it's, it's like he wants you to move on, I think. That's why he's not coming back to tell you anything. So sometimes that does happen, and I just have to remind them that, you know, they don't necessarily have to go to a psychic medium to make that communication. They do it every time they think about them and remember them in love. Right. Now, Erica, can we be a little shameless and and ask you, do you sense any spirits around us? (laughs) Well, you are, like, spooky, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Let me let me get in, in shameless psychic mode now. Um, who do you want me to focus on? Because I do names it's easier for me. Well, let's fight over it. Well, I have to I, I have to preface this by saying when I got into this whole uh, paranormal investigating, I was freaked out with one of the first EVPs I caught because I caught it in my house around two in the morning, and I wasn't even doing an EVP session. I was testing a microphone. And I got a voice that said my name and I I was ready to like quit this. I was like, you know, I suddenly felt like, wow, I have no privacy. You know, they're watching me when I'm showering. You know, what what am I going to do? And uh, I just got over it. But um, I always feel like, you know, they could be around us at any time. And we don't know. (laughs) Do you have a blue shirt on? Who has either of you have a blue shirt on? Diane does. Diane? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going to focus on, the blue shirt wearing girl. Okay. Uh, um, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see what I have for you. Um, okay, someone is showing me very, like, Elizabethan kind of clothing, which is kind of strange that I would see that, unless it's your culture or something. Um, they're showing me, like, paper dolls, too, that we all played with, but these are specific there. 
I don't know if they were handmade or wrote on or cut out with this. And I feel like it's a grandmother, to be honest with you. It feels like a female, and it's a grandmother energy, and she's showing me paper dolls. Um, I don't know if these are Victorian paper dolls because they don't. It doesn't make sense to me, but I feel like this is a tradition that was passed down. Um, and maybe something that you recently needed to purchase for someone, um, or you were thinking about it. Um, let's see. I also see a dog, which is weird. He looks like a terrier, which is strange looking, because I don't see a good picture of him. Um, let me see if there's anything else. Okay. What's the whole... <laughs> I, it's like weird, because now she's focusing on something totally different. Was weight an issue of her passing? Um... It might have had something to do with it. I don't know. Let's see. So you see a woman that's passed. Yeah. I, I was picking up a female that felt like um, an older lady. She she appeared to me almost like someone that was Elizabethan or, you know, kind of Victorian-ish, I guess is the better word for it. Mm. And she kept showing me paper dolls. The little, which I have no clue what that means. Yeah. I think that was directed to me. I used to play with dolls. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> it doesn't sound familiar to me. I mean, but I have female relatives in my family that I didn't know. So, it, you know, you never know. It's possible. Who knows? <laughs> hmm. You never know. <laughs> um, Eric, I have a question for you. What's your opinion on shadow people? I think shadow people can be good or bad. Um, I don't automatically think that if I walk past somebody that's a shadow figure that they're negative. Um, I think it depends on what the shadow figure is doing and also what I sense. Um, again, if I sense a good thing or a bad thing. But I don't, I don't always think that they're negative. Right. Right. Do you believe that they're human souls? Some can. Some can be human, um, and, you know, I'm not really all, no offense to people that believe in that. I'm just not all into the whole other dimensional stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just me. <laughs> I, so most of the times I think they're spirits. I'm not really sure about the whole demon thing. I, I do believe in, in, in negative entities, but I just don't sometimes believe it's all de- demonic. I'm right that's, with that's, you, Erica. I believe yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Do you believe in angels? Oh, most definitely. Have you come across anything really, uh, for lack of a better word, demonic? Um, yeah. <laughs> can you tell Let's us see. about it? <laughs> I've, I, I can say that I've seen things that, you know, I think people can be good and evil. And I've seen things that have tried to scare me. Um by showing me stuff that I would assume would be a demon by, you know, television and all of this. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a person, but they were trying to show me something very scary. And what I remind people is that if you're a positive, beautiful person here in, in, on this plane, usually you go into the next plane with the same energy. If you're a very negative person, um, you go into the next plane with that same energy. So for a spirit to show me something to scare me that was a murderer, okay, you know, I don't think he was a demon. I think he was a person trying to show me something scary. Right. That's interesting. Well, I have a question. Um, Is it true that psychics can't read themselves? Like, do you ever see anything about your future or people in your past? Gosh, no. 
Um, I try not to. Sometimes I'll ask myself questions when I first wake up and I'm lucid dreaming, um, and I get pretty good information, but it's never like the lottery numbers or anything that's important. <laughs> no. The things that we really want. <laughs> <laughs> The Powerball numbers. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, we don't usually read ourselves because, um, you know, some of our egos get in the way. And then we'd probably rationalize the answer till we got what we wanted anyway. Yeah. Now, my cousin is a psychic, and uh, she says that she cannot read me because she cannot read family. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just wondering, I've asked a few psychics this, and it's kind of been split down the middle 50-50. Some say, oh, yeah, she could probably read you, and others say, oh, no, I totally agree with her. What do you think of that? I don't read family, and the reason why she probably won't read you as well is because she knows a lot about you, and right. it's hard to discern what she's getting from spirit and what she already knows. And a lot of times, because she has that close relationship with you, she could tell you something that you possibly wouldn't listen to, but someone else were to tell you, you would listen to it. And right. that's just one of those things about being family. Um, we, we, we don't really usually listen to the advice, but it's kind of hard to separate what she would know about you and what she would hear or see. Right. Well, is it true that you can actually learn to be psychic? Because a number of us last summer took some classes with a clairvoyant and, you know, a couple of really freaky things happened, especially to me. So is it true if you really open your mind, you can actually train yourself to be psychic? Yeah, I think that we're all psychic. Um, we all come into this world with a, you know, a, a soft spot on the top of our head, which to me is the connection to the divine, your crown chakra. And systematically, we learn to, we learn to be selfish, and we learn to not love others. We learn to protect ourselves. And with that, learning to do these different things, we kind of shut off some of our psychic, uh, psychic senses. So it is possible to, to relearn to open them and hone them and strengthen them. Um, and I, I do believe that we all have this ability. It's just really listening to it and, and going back to the, almost that child state of, of really accepting uh, what you get, being imaginative, not worrying about the logical and the, you know, the ego part of our personalities as, as adults. But, yeah, it definitely can be retuned. Well, do you get, like, readings of really mundane things? Because I read Erica, I guess, and I saw a hole in her wall from the doorknob in my mind, and I had never been to her place. And she's like, yeah. It's actually there, and I, it was just the strangest thing. And she saw my ugly bedspread. Yeah, I mean, I just, I was sitting there, I, I, you know, we did the breathing, I closed my eyes, I just concentrated, I just emptied my mind, just let it flow, and I, just this picture came to my mind, and I thought it was the weirdest thing, but I said, well, I've got to say what I saw, and it turned out to be right, but it was very odd. Yeah, we can get really weird stuff. I mean, some of the weirdest things I've had is like, you know, standing in front of a man and saying, you had a bisectomy, you know, it's just weird stuff that you wouldn't <laughs> even know. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'm able to like go into locations and see, okay, you've got something on the floor here, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, you get some weird stuff and sometimes it doesn't feel right for me. And, um, you know, you can't, I truly believe you can't read everybody and you really have to be in a place where you're very comfortable um, to really give a good reading. And so, yeah, most definitely. Erica, when you investigate, do you investigate with one particular team or uh, you just 
go with, you know, different teams? And, and what is your job when you investigate? Is it is it purely as a psychic? Yeah, pretty much when I um, investigate, it's usually with whoever wants me. <laughs> and uh, I go in as a psychic, um, and I like to not really know anything about the actual locations. And I like to walk around and just communicate with the spirits that are there and to see what they tell me. I usually will um, record it during the time, and a lot of times I'll have um, one of the team members going with me, and they're actually recording or filming during the time that I'm walking around and um, documenting what I say so that, you know, later on they can give that to whoever it is and they can compare with the history of the location. Do other people there, like say some of the investigators, ever get in the way of the investigation because of their mental state or can they hamper the investigation um, from the spirit's point of view because of, you know, how they are emotionally Oh, God. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, I've been at a couple of events, and, and this is nothing against my people that love to do the Budweiser and wine and all that good stuff, but I've been to a couple of events where people are, like, toasted, I mean toasted, Yeah. and they'll go on an investigation, and all of a sudden, they're possessed by somebody. Uh, God. <laughs> really? Okay. Now, and, you... you know, it's all that drama. And, you know, everybody is, like, really feeding into it, whether it's true or not. I'm not going to go there. Now, are you but saying that they are... it just totally are... messes up the investigation. Mm-hmm. Now, are you, are you saying that they are truly possessed or they just believe they are because they've had drinks? I think it's something in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what about if, if somebody goes and they'll say having some problems at home or on the job or something and, and they're not in a good emotional state, do you think that either enhances um, paranormal activity or, you know, do, do the ghosts shy away from that or, or what do you think about that? I think it would depend on where it is. Like, for instance, to go to Waverly and be in a depressed state, um, I think it would... I think this, because I've been there and the spirits that were the spirits that I communicated with at Waverly uh-huh. were so overly overly compassionate that if when I left that place I just felt different, you know. So if I went in there feeling blue, yeah. I didn't feel blue when I left. So I think in a place like that I think it would actually be a good tool because you would probably get EVPs because they would they would resonate with your same energy. They would they would be kind of sad and you would be kind of sad and I think they would want to help you and it would be like a win-win. But if you were to go someplace where you were, you know, around negative stuff and to go sad and depressed, I think that would actually be bad because it would allow those uh, negative entities or spirits to wreak havoc um, with your depression and maybe tag along home with you and make you a little bit more sadder and worse. So I think it depends on the location. Right. Now, do you believe just being a paranormal investigator or being uh, psychic opens you up more to the possibility of, um, for lack of a better word, attachments, people, spirits, I should say, following you home uh, because we're paying attention and we're open to it? Do you think or do you think uh, spirits can just follow anyone? 
I think there's spirits around us every place we go. When we go to Walmart, when we go to the bank, you know, there's so many people and spirits in, in, this, in this world. They're all over. Yeah. I think when you have focused on them as a psychic or a paranormal investigator or a skeptic even, you know, I think when you give them that focus and that attention, that causes you to be more in tune with it um, than the probability, again, with what you're asking for. Because a lot of times when we go out on investigations, we're wanting um, some kind of results. So we're intentionally or unintentionally asking for uh, you know, help or, you know, give me an EVP, give me a picture, but we don't say, okay, you stay here, this is your house, and I go back home to my house and you don't come with me because this is where you're supposed to stay. But, yeah, I, d- I definitely think that because we're more open to it, we're we're likely less or more likely to have attachments. Right. Have you ever had to convince a spirit that they were actually dead? Yeah. <laughs> what is their reaction? Um, they, I had uh, a, a circumstance just recently that um, there was a girl in my area that was killed, and uh, her family came to me on Saturday after she had went missing on Thursday, and I told the family that she had died and she was in the water. And that night we had a seance. It was already planned. It was Halloween night, and she had uh, she appeared at the seance. And I don't think she knew she was dead. And, you know, we we all could see her in our, because it was about five or six people there. We could all see her in our own different ways. Um, but at that moment, I think I had to talk with her and tell her it was okay that she was dead and that, you know, she needed to do X, Y, and Z and et cetera. And that, you know, she would get justice for her, her murder. And it, it was just a very traumatic, traumatic experience for me. Not so much because it hadn't happened before, but it just really hit home because of her name and, you know, uh, my relationship with her in the past um, as a client. So it was very tragic for me. That's sad. Do you think that um, the spirits see us differently according to our psychic ability? Like, um, do they recognize maybe our aura or something if we're more psychic than most people? Yeah, I think that they would probably see us different, and how I always think of it is, I mean, um, I guess it would be like someone who's, who's, their aura is is just budding, like maybe they've been psychic when they were a child and they're just starting. They probably have like a a light, but it's a little dim, and someone like a John Holland or a John Edwards or Sylvia Brown or Lisa Williams or someone that's more in tune with their ability, they may have a bigger flashlight, so they would probably probably attract more spirits that want to communicate with them. Well, here's a really big question. I'm not sure if you can answer this or if anyone can answer this. Uh, I'm curious, what if you took, let's say, a hotel that was built a couple of years ago, and you told everyone the place is haunted, and not knowing whether it was or not, but you have all these people coming down convinced it's haunted. Would the power of suggestion... Uh, play with people's minds where it actually creates a haunting or do you believe that spirits would just follow along with that I mean in other words can you make a place that isn't haunted haunted I think that if you had a location that was not haunted um, 
you're gonna you're gonna really get into the whole psychological thing with people because I've been on investigations too where people want to believe so much that this orb that they've captured is actually a spirit. Yeah. When you know it's not, it's dust. <laughs> it's moisture. <laughs> Thank you. And you know sometimes people like when again when we were at Waverly, uh, there I mean there are spirits around Waverly. Don't get me wrong, but the camera strap is not a vortex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm having people say, oh, my God, but I got a word. I'm like, no, sweetie, this is a camera strap. But, um, yeah, there is this, I, I think you would definitely create chaos by doing that because it would have people feed into their own psychosomatic desire to want this to occur when it's really not there. I don't think the spirits would come in tow to make the, you know, the event work. I think that it would not have the paranormal activity, um, but people would assume because, you know, we want that so much that, you know, this light dust is an orb. Right. Well, I have to say I'm a little disappointed now because I thought to myself when I pass away, I would just go right to my camera strap because that's a vortex <laughs> and I could get to the other side. Now now I have to find it on my own. <laughs> you do. <laughs> well, you know, if you put your finger there, you could probably do it with the finger too. <laughs> or, a st- or a strand of that's hair. That's a prettier vortex. Yes. A, yeah. str- a strand of hair. A strand of hair. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Smoke around the camera when you, um, <laughs> you know, we, we had a, another uh, person he, that was uh, blowing smoke around the camera when they would take a picture and they were sending all these pictures into ghostvillage.com. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people out there who want to believe so bad that they put the rational out the window. Yeah. You know, everything's a ghost. Every bump in the night is a ghost. And every sound's an EVP. Yeah. yeah. That's a shame. Erica, have you been to, uh, you're down in Florida, right? Uh-huh. What's What's the name of that uh, historic town, Diane? That St. Augustine. St. Augustine? Yeah, I was I was at St. Augustine um, not too long ago um, for an event, and I believe it was a September month. My months kind of get all messed up. <clears throat> but yeah, I was down there for that investigation, and it was an event. It was really wonderful. Very nice lighthouse. Oh, so that was at the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything else in town there, or? <laughs> yeah, I went to the uh, Saint. I think it's Saint Mary's Inn. That what was did, a really Saint good Francis. experience. Saint Francis. Saint Francis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was gonna say, Erica, you want a whole like guide of what you did? What did you have for dinner that night? <laughs> did you have ice cream? Did you have well, ice we cream? We went to this wonderful little plate restaurant on the bay, <laughs> and I had oysters, Rockefeller. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Yum. No, it's just one of the places that I've always wanted to go is St. Well, Augustine. I've been down there, and I want to drag Mike and Erica down there one one year. We have to go down there. I would love to. It's amazing. Well, you know, I can I can just offer this. Instead of going to St. Augustine, you should come to Pensacola, Florida, and come investigate our lighthouse that was just featured on Taps. Oh, huh. okay. Yeah. Pensacola. Pensacola. Where is that? Pensacola. Um, it's in the Panhandle. Oh, okay. Uh, the Emerald Gulf. The Emerald Gulf Coast. Uh huh. Okay. Top of Florida. Mm, Never been that far. We're going to have to get down there one of these days. <laughs> Our beaches are prettier than St. Augustine. We have oh, white yeah. sandy beaches. Oh, There's yeah. kind of brown and oaky <laughs> Yes, I stayed in Clearwater Beach once, and I was amazed at the, the blue water and the white sand. It's like heaven. Erica, have you been up to New York? Yeah, I actually have family in Syracuse and Rochester and New York, New York. 
I don't know why you keep asking her. Are you going to ask her what she had for uh, dinner? No, in New York? I was leading oh, okay. into another question, Mike. Okay, all right, <laughs> Mike. I just like picking on her. Have, uh, I was wondering if if you've been anywhere near the uh, site of the uh, World Trade Center when you were when you if you've been up here recently. I haven't been in New York in such a long time, but I'm wanting to um, go up there really soon, maybe within the next couple of months, and that is one of the places that I would love to go. Okay. I was just curious. Well, I wanted to ask you, uh, have you been to any places that have been touted as famously haunted and not picked up on anything? You don't have to name names, but I just was curious. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, now now I want to know, Mike. I'm not going to say the location, but I but I can honestly say that that has happened, and it was similar to what you were discussing earlier. And I don't know if it wasn't because the spirits were there that night when I was there, or they just were so tired of people coming that they ran away, right. or somebody exercised them a long time ago. But to watch the people around me that was just they were in awe with all of these orbs that they were getting and we were outside yeah. in the moisture orbs again <laughs> you know it's just and and i'm just i didn't have the heart to say no sweetie that's that's the moisture <laughs> you know it's just uh, i mean because it's their thing that's what they paid for and yeah but yeah that's gotta be well what state was it in can you tell us <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> darn because <laughs> right, like i don't want to go there now <laughs> They'll never take me back. <laughs> Can you tell us what region of the United States? <laughs> it was in the U.S. <laughs> that narrows it down. <laughs> that, that's all you're going to get. <laughs> ah. Uh, yeah, because uh, we always wonder how many people are claiming a place is haunted, but yet there's really nothing going on. Well, there are a lot of places that have had activity, which, you know, they never wanted to say anything about it. Now, all of a sudden, because of, the, I guess, the popularity of ghost hunting, Places are a lot more open about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also think about, too, that, you know, every battlefield pretty much has activity just by being a battlefield. Um, Every hotel doesn't, you know, by the way, but there are a lot of them that say that they do. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're just every place, you know, every place where somebody died doesn't mean that it has. Right. Negative or, or, or energy, residual energy there. You know, I think that that's one of the problems is that, you know, if you had a murder, you know, one murder, you assume that that person is going to stay there forever and ever and ever. I'm sure they have better things to do. Yeah, we've been to Gettysburg multiple times, and I I always get, like, strange vibes there. But I always say to myself, am I receiving strange vibes because of what happened here, or is it because my mind is telling me all these people died here? I could fall into this trap where I, I really don't know. That was just a I, statement. I would think with Gettysburg, <laughs> you, would, you would more than likely mm, meditate and then go there and sleep overnight and see what you get. Yeah. So, Erica, who in the paranormal community do you admire? I admire everybody because I try to be one of those, and, and there are not many of us, so I'm, I must admit that. But I try to be one of those people that admire everybody for all of their contributions. Um, you know, I can't really say there's one specific person that stands out. Yeah. It's just those people that are friendly and those people that have their egos in check. And lastly, the people that really try to help each other, um, help the feel. Those are the people that I admire. 
Wow. Yes, absolutely. That's a really good answer. We never got that one before. Wait, I think the audience agrees. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the audience agrees with that. That's a good answer. Very diplomatic. Erica, do you have any events coming up for 2010? Yeah, we have the Circle of Life Expo in Pensacola, Florida, uh, that will have Brian Hernoa there, Chris Denman, myself, Sandy Anastasi, uh, Paul Browning, Mark Patterson, and several other uh, paranormal and body, mind, and spirit uh, celebrities. And we're looking for vendors, and we're also looking for speakers, and um, love to have you come out for that event, um, 2010. What month? Do you know what month it is? April 24th and 25th. Oh, that sounds like fun. Oh. Hmm. Now, if people want to uh, find out more about you, do you have a website? Yes, my website is coldcasepsychic.com. And you're also on Para-X, aren't you? Actually, I'm on CBS and Blog Talk. Oh, okay. We're on Para-X. We're, we're not on CBS yet. Para-X rules. I, <laughs> yes. I love Para-X. <laughs> yes, we love Para-X. But um, uh, before we go, we just have to ask, you consider yourself uh, Oprah of the Paranormal? Does yeah, that... a friend of mine coined me that. I thought it was cute, so I kept it. <laughs> does, that, does that mean we all get a free car tonight? You know, if I if I could um, get your address on the air, I will definitely send each one of you a matchbox car. <laughs> yeah, Mikey was supposed to be more specific. <laughs> you get a car, and you get a car. <laughs> I'll let you choose either anyone you want on their website. <laughs> uh, uh, Erica, it's they been got Lamborghinis and Porsche. <laughs> I want a big truck, <laughs> <laughs> Eric. It's it's been a real pr- pleasure having you on the on the show. On the on the on the on stutter time. Thank you, thank, thank you, you, Erica. We had a good time. Thank you for joining us. And I love your name. I love your name too, Aww. Erica. <laughs> Thanks, Erica. You All er- right, thank you. You Ericas have to stick together. <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> have a great night. We hope to meet up with you one day. Yes. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us. Well, that's all, folks, for 2009. This is our last show. Join us again in 2010. We want to thank everyone who subscribes to us and writes to us. and Leaves voicemail messages. Thinks about us. Uh, yes. Dreams about us. Dreams about us. <laughs> Sends us presents. Yes. We hey, love it. I don't get any presents. Oh, yeah. We didn't get any. Oh. We dream. You, you guys are getting presents on the sly, aren't we you? We dream. Yeah, we they're do. sending them, them through the phone. Not sharing with me. We wish you happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Happy yes. Hanukkah. Happy, happy New Yule. Year. Kwanzaa. Get out your poll. Happy Solstice. The what? airing of Wait, grievances. What did you just say? Get out your poll? Yeah, for Festivus. Not everybody's like you, Mike. Uh, that wasn't sexual. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Join us again, folks, in 2010. We wish you a safe and merry holiday or holidays, whatever you want to celebrate. I'm trying to include everyone here. It's a political Merry holidays. correct thing to do. Merry holidays. Merry holidays. Ah. Merry holidays. Merry Christmas. From Island Ghost Radio. Merry freaking Christmas. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings to 
Thank you. 